you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. Be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can get past episodes and resources there. Also, connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, at RealThatSoberGuy on Instagram, at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Uh, we have the first Sober Guy live show coming up September 7th at the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma, California. We have special guest TJ Woodward, uh, the creator of Conscious Recovery, good homie of the show. He's been on Sober Guy Radio a couple of times. And uh, so we're really, really honored to have him come out. And uh, we're going to talk some shit. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk recovery. we got a live audience. We're going to do a live Q&A session, a uh, little meet and greet and kick it session afterwards. So we're super pumped about that. You can go to www.thephoenixtheater.com and get the uh, tickets there. Uh, put the, that link in the show notes. You can also go to thatsoberguy.com. There's a live shows uh, tab you can click on. And uh, you can find the uh, the tickets there also. Uh, Seth, what's up, man? We got Seth with us tonight hanging out and uh, super pumped to uh, to do the show together. This is kind of the first show I guess we're going to do together since your show launched on the Tuesday um, episodes now for Sober Guy Radio. How are you? Uh, I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm a little <laughs> overwhelmed, but super pumped on this new endeavor, dude, for sure. Like, super fun. Um, looking forward to the journey for sure dude and and the live show what i know right damn you're doing a live show (laughs) september 7th yeah we're super pumped for that too that should be a good time uh you know like like shaner said man tj woodard super cool dude excellent public speaker too man like i'm i'm super pumped just to kind of watch him do his thing up there so mad love to uh, TJ to commit and commit to that. Looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a great speaker. He's a good dude. He always brings it and um, super pumped to have him too. It's funny when you text me the other day, um, yesterday, the day before, whatever. Um, fuck, I don't know. Maybe it was today. I can't remember what day it is anymore, to be honest. But, you know, live show. Yeah, shit. Starting the podcast up. Live show. First of many, what I'm what I'm hoping for, and then uh, all the other stuff going on, just life stuff, trying to stay dialed into a recovery program, uh, trying to work, trying to be husbands, dads, all that good stuff, man. We we uh, we're definitely some blessed dudes, but there's a lot of shit going on. I gotta say, yeah, for sure, and it's definitely it's definitely a good reminder about the boundaries too, man, and 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 setting priorities and and making sure you dedicate the time to to each one of those little categories that you that you talk, man. It's so funny. Like at, at the moment that I feel like I'm stretched, uh, so thin, you know, it's like when I want to dive into something else, dude, and it's crazy. I know that you, I know that you struggle with that too, but, um, like you, like you said, dude, we're, we're blessed and we're honored to be doing this shit, dude, that, that, that we get to do this is, is more 
it's probably a better way of putting it that we get to yeah. do all the fucking things that we get to do. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love, I love kind of how you set that up. It's not like, Oh, like when I, you know, sat down tonight, I was like, Oh, I have to record a podcast. I don't have to do shit. Like I get to do it and I want to do it. And it is really, really exciting. And, um, even after 200 and some episodes, I mean, it, it really doesn't get old. And part of that is, um, you know, connecting with those out there listening and, and helping to create this community of people in recovery who at the end of the day, we're all in this for the same thing. We're just trying to better ourselves, stay sober and uh, live a better life. And, um, that said, I'd like to read, we have some iTunes reviews I wanted to go through. I haven't read any of those in a while. And then uh, we also have some emails tonight. Uh, getting a lot of emails lately and uh, we do our best to keep up with those, but I'd like to you know, pick a couple of them out and, and, uh, and, and read a few tonight. Um, so a couple of the iTunes reviews, um, I'll just, I, I guess I'll just start with the July ones here. Um, I listened to several, or this comes from TXJ78. I listened to several recovery podcasts, but this is hands down the best. Shane is real, honest, straightforward, no BS, no sugar coating topics, which is an awesome thing in this day and age where recovery from addiction has sometimes become something to hand with kid gloves. Keep it up, Shane. You've got a listener for life, brother. Uh, super, super dope. Like, I love hearing that stuff. And I want to say, too, I probably should have said this before I started reading that. You know, we don't read these because we're trying to like stroke our own balls or anything or get all like, you know, like we're the best or anything like that. Like I really read this out of a very humble um, place. And just because number one, it just amazes me sometimes that like there's this community of people and, you know, people listen to the show and, and connect with each other outside in the private Facebook group, all that stuff. But also I just want to honor you guys who do reach out and who do connect and um, just tell you that, you know, your experience, your journey is just as important as anybody's out there. So continue to share it, not just with us, but with the people in your own communities, um, in your own support groups, at your work, in your church. I mean, whatever you feel comfortable with, I think it's cool stuff. Um, here's another one. This one comes from Mr. Podcast Listener. Uh, says, I was glad to find that. And this, the first one was a five-star review. This one's a three-star review. So it's always, you know, we got we to gotta flex a little bit. Let's hear this one. It says, I was glad to find this podcast and have gotten some good techniques and life tips from it. Just be aware that the show is not always well organized. Episode 154, for instance, is 31 minutes long, but there's actually only about six minutes of information there on that topic. The rest is a lot of chaotic rambling, which was frustrating to endure, but the advice is heartfelt, which I appreciate. Mr. Podcast Listener, thank you for the review. Thanks for your honesty. I do tend to ramble and, uh, and, and continue to go on sometimes. That's just kind of part of it, you know? It's, it's always great to hear the feedback, though. Seth, any thoughts on either of those two reviews? And then I'll get to one more, and then we'll move on. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out. Actually, both of them, we definitely appreciate both of them. But that, that second one that you read, man, mad love to you. You know, like, I think it's, I think it's important to say that we get so used to the, to the chaotic life and uh, chaotic ramblings, dude. And I think it's important to remember, man, just as humans, like this shit, you know, like we do it, we do it out of love. We do it out of fun. Um, but it's, but it's also, we're just normal dudes. You know what I mean? We're just normal yeah. dudes trying to tell a story out there, trying to help, uh, help the fellow alcoholic or addict, or even just a person that struggles with depression, anxiety, uh, maybe some trauma like that, but uh, definitely appreciate the, uh, the open and honest feedback, man, and keep that shit coming. Like I always say, man, any, <clears throat> any feedback is good feedback. So, yeah. so we definitely appreciate both for sure. 
Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. This, uh, this next one comes from, uh, let's see, Lee Marie or Lele Marie. Sorry, I know I'm slaughtering that, but um, this, this was on July 16th, just a couple of days ago. It says, I came across this podcast at the exact time I really needed it. I love when I hear that too, because I always feel like whatever God you believe in or whatever, something greater than you, the timing is always perfect and it's always needed when you need it. So I always like to hear that. Uh, she says, I couldn't be more grateful for the content and execution of the show. So many people I know should hear what you're talking about and I want to share it with, with all of them. So please do share it with them all. <laughs> uh, we definitely love that and uh, really appreciate uh, taking the time for those of you who have left reviews on iTunes to do so. Um, if you haven't yet, you can go to iTunes. It's real simple. It's, there's a button that says leave a review and leave us a five-star review. I'd love that. If you think we suck, leave us a one. Actually, I'm not going to encourage that. Don't leave us any shitty reviews and unless you really are an asshole, I guess. We'll just leave. <laughs> I don't know yeah, where the hell I'm going. And to piggyback on that, man, it, <laughs> it takes like three or four minutes, right? If that, yeah. right? So, it doesn't so take definitely long. leave us a review. I'm going to disagree with Shane, man. Give us some feedback. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you give us one star or five stars, man. Or, you know, like even tell us you hate us, we suck, but maybe throw the five star up just for a little bit of love and compassion. Whatever it is, but man, keep the reviews coming. Like they they are super fun to read. Um, it's good to know that we're that we're reaching some peeps out there. We're reaching uh, some people that are have the same struggles that we have. Um, so yeah, keep them coming. Yeah, and if real quick, we're gonna read a couple of emails here before we move on. If you if you don't know how to leave a review on iTunes, just go onto YouTube and click how to leave a review on iTunes. It'll give you a step by step process. There's probably 67 videos on there that you know are simple and can show you how to do that. So check that out there. Um, let me pick my nose real quick. Even though this is not on video, <laughs> Seth can see me because we're on a Zoom call right now. Yeah, we are. Which you, is crazy. You've, you've been picking your nose for a minute though. Like, oh, like, 30, like 32 years, like you've always been a fucking nose picker, bro. Dude, I got <laughs> big ass nostrils, son, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was actually just sitting here wondering like when you're going to, when you're going to grow out of that. But I mean, it looks good on you at least, right? At least you're like, like you're good at it and you're clean. Like you don't pull the boogers out of your nose and they're all over your face and shit. No. Like I so told you, Cash. You, you just like ball it up and then, and then like throw it on the floor right there or uh, well, I didn't really get anything this time. I was just kind of more of an itch, but I think I need, I brought my, I'm in the hotel right now, by the way, too, in Fresno, because we did a podcast today. I got some meetings tomorrow, but I brought with me my little ball trimmer and my nose hair trimmer, which are separate, separate blades. So no worries, anybody. I don't shave my balls and then shave my nose at the same time. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to clip that thing out, man. I got some hair stuck up in that. Let's read some emails. So chaotic. So chaotic. But by the way, like I tell Cash, Hey, bro, you're going to pick your nose in the back seat. You better eat that booger. Don't be flicking it on the floor and wiping it on the seat and shit in the back. You know, we can't be doing that. Hell yeah. Uh, so this first email, man, this was, this was great. This came from Cal uh, last week, and it made me smile, made me laugh, and it even made me shed a quick tear, man. I don't know. There was something about it that, that just kind of got to me. It says, hey, Shane, just wanted to let you know you're my motherfucking boy. I listen to every show. Sober Guy Podcast, in some days, Shane, is the only light I see. God bless you, bro. Anyways, I'm afraid to go to an NA meeting. I don't know, anxiety or some shit, blah, 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 excuses. Any advice? Thank you, Cal. Um, so, first of all, man, thank you for the, the message. Um, I think you're not alone in that. There's a lot of people out there. We get this question a lot. Um, 
you know, I, I want to go to a meeting, but I don't know where to start. Um, I kind of thought in, in my own right, I would ask myself a few questions with regard to the NA meeting or the AA meeting or whatever meeting it is. And the first one is, you know, what am I scared of? Like, why am I scared of going? Um, did you have any fear, Seth, like when you first went to your very first meeting or in early recovery, early sobriety? Yeah, it was definitely, you know, I was definitely scared and I absolutely had those thoughts of like, man, what are these people going to think of me? Like, are they going to think, you know, I'm, I'm a fuck up or good news is though, Cal, is that everyone in that fucking room um, has been there at one point in time in their life and they're just like you right? Like they struggle with, with, uh, substance addiction. Um, so I, I know it's, I know it's so much easier said than done, but, um, you know, just, just <clears throat> find, find it within yourself to go in the doors do because the people inside the doors, you'll, you'll see that they are, uh, welcoming with open arms. Um, you'll probably get a couple, couple dudes will stick their hand out and introduce themselves um, but it is, it is super intimidating. I think it goes back to the stigma, right. Of, of, you know, us alcoholics and drug addicts, dude, like we're just people, right. That, that, yeah. that fucking used drugs and alcohol, alcohol. I can't even fucking talk right now. Drugs and alcohol as a, as a tool. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, definitely the nerves that, um, built up, but, um, you know, like I said, man, the people inside those rooms are, are just like you and, uh, if, if you can find a way to get past, you know, the, the nervousness or the anxiety of going in, like you, you'll, you'll go in, you'll find, um, you'll, you'll see that you'll find that. And if not, maybe it's not the right one for you. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, another thought I had too, that's kind of right behind that is going to any sort of meeting or community, um, you know, like I said, NAAA, CR, whatever it is, is it going to make me worse off than before when I walk through the door? So, I mean, that's something that it's kind of, it's, it's a simple question, but it's, it's, it's kind of an easy one. I think when I, when I look at it, maybe it's not easy to somebody else. For me, it is. It's like, what is it going to hurt for me to go try it out? Like, why not? What do I have to lose? I mean, if I go there and it sucks or I think that it's not for me right now, well, then I guess that's how I feel at the moment. But it's not going to make me any worse off than I'm feeling already. Yeah, for sure. Good shit right there, too. And I think it's also important to say, man, that it's it's not your fault that um, you ended up the way that you ended up, that you ended up a drug addict or that you ended up an alcoholic or that you ended up that you needed to go to a fucking meeting for support, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not your fault. We didn't, we didn't, we, as little kids, like, growing up, we never said, man, I want to be a fucking drug addict so I could go to NA meetings. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I truly believe that, um, us drug addicts and alcoholics that choose to recover, um, even the ones that don't choose to recover, like we are definitely a product of, of our society. And, you know, I plan to get into that in a little bit, but, um, it's, it's important, you know, like it's not your fucking fault. Like you didn't intend for this shit to happen. Um, you know, but you do, it it sounds like you intend to to live a sober and clean life. Um, and I think, you know, the meetings and the support groups, that's huge in, in, in the start, in the middle and in the end, dude. So, um, mad love for the email for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. I didn't wake up one day, you know, at 14 or 13 or whatever age you want to go to and say, Hey, I think I'm going to struggle with uh, alcohol and drugs when I get older. That's like my aspiration. I can't wait to do that. Like it just kind of happened, you know, and you can look at all different a uh, aspects of my life and, um, you know, kind of see how that path or how I went down that path. But in the end, um, it is what it is. And it's about moving forward from that and, and not beating myself up over it. So uh, really good thing. And thanks, uh, Cal. Thanks again, man. That was a, a great email. I, I, I laughed out loud when I read that. I read it to my wife, uh, you know, the day that you sent it in. And uh, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, this next one comes from Anne-Marie. Um, she says, I'm just writing this email to thank you for your podcast and the effort you put into each show. I've been a listener for a few years now, and I'm currently on my longest period of recovery since I began, began drinking alcohol. I'm uh, sober for over 240 days. Things do get better over time, and sobriety has been a gift that keeps giving to me. I really enjoyed the, uh, one of the latest episodes with Navy Dave. I found his story so inspiring and honest. Keep up the good work. Much love from Ireland. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Um, yeah, I love that. Thank you. Uh, and, and Dave is a good homie. Um, you know, him and I met through a mastermind group with Larry Hagner from, uh, the good dad project and, or I used formerly good dad project now dad's edge. Um, uh, but just a solid dude, great insight on stuff. Um, and, uh, um, really fun dude to talk to. So I think in the first, um, well, I won't even say what, what he said in the first 30 seconds. You have to go back and listen to the episode. It's pretty damn funny. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's move right along into this next one uh, from Jamie. He says, hey, man, love the podcast. I've got almost three years sober, but that's after having just over three years of relapsing. Thankfully, my only, re thankfully, my only relapse. At first, I was super ashamed, but I quickly found out I was welcomed with open arms back in. Oddly enough, I'm glad in a way I did relapse because I convinced myself that I could drink again normally if I followed rules I set up, I would only drink beer and only with other people. But as an alcoholic, those rules went out the window and I was back at it again very soon. So now I learned that under no circumstances can I drink ever. One is too many and a hundred isn't enough. So damn true. I'm thankful for this episode and the message you guys put out there. I'm sure there are people who needed to hear it. Keep up the amazing content, Jamie. Man, that's a good one, Seth. Uh, what do you think about that? Any thoughts? Man, yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff there, man. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I think it just goes to show, man, that you know whether whether relapse is a part of of your recovery um, or not. You know, it just goes to show that um, this this uh, this sickness or this disease that we fucking deal with on a daily, dude. Like, once you once you forget, once you um, question it or forget what it was like, um, that could lead you right back, dude. And and you know, I've always said. Um, if I picked up one, I'd be right back, right where I left off, um, you know, leading up going into rehab, but, uh, mad, mad love dude. And, and respect, like, that's pretty awesome that, you know, you're able to crawl your way back out. And then it just goes to show, man, that, you know, getting back to that very first email about the community and shit, it just goes to show that no matter what you do, no matter how many relapses, um, you know, it may take for you to, to obtain and maintain sobriety for a longer period of time. So that community is always uh, willing to welcome and open arms, dude. And it's it's it just speaks to it speaks to the community of of people that are in recovery. Um, 
that kind yeah. of, you know, just, just kind of hearing that a little bit, you know, like it's a reminder to me too, that, you know, just because I'm sober today, you know, it doesn't mean that um, tomorrow is going to be the same, right? If I make that choice mm-hmm. to go out and try and drink and think that I can control it, man, it's, it's a, it's a reminder that, you know, I could, I could be right back there too. So, so thanks for your, for that story for sure. Like that's part of my recovery today. You know, that's a, that's a huge reminder on me. I've had that. What if before, like what, or almost, it's almost like this, um, like this made up storyline, you know, what if I did go about, I wonder how long it would take, or I wonder if I could do it, you know? And I think it's normal. Um, at first when I've had those thoughts and I don't have them often, but occasionally they do pop up at first I would try to really suppress him and, and think like, Oh, that's, you know, you're bad. Like, don't even think about that. Why are you thinking about that? And it's not something that I want to think about, but I think it's normal to have those types of thoughts. And so for me, addressing them and talking about them, like I'll tell Jess sometimes, or I'll tell buddy like, Oh yeah, you know, I had, um, really weird. I had this, you know, kind of a craving or an urge or something. I had this thought, like, it'd be great to just get smashed right now. You know, I'm really stressed out. Um, addressing those types of things for me is a lot better than trying to act like they don't exist because I know relapse is such a, um, a huge thing for many, many people out there and people, you know, try multiple times. The important thing is that we're not giving up. We're stepping, we're stepping back and, and, um, and whatever, you know, relapse we have, we continue to come back. I mean, that's kind of the big thing, right? Um, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we come back if we want to come back, right? Yeah, it's, a it's, 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 a, it's definitely a choice. Um, you know, and it takes a lot of goal, you know, to come back and, and, and admit like, man, I, you know, like I fucked up, like mm. my, my addiction got the best of me and to crawl back out of that dude, like that is, that shows some fucking strength right there too, for sure. So this next, uh, this, and, and thank you, Jamie, for that uh, email, by the way. Um, great stuff. I think a lot of people re- will relate to that out there who listen to the show because some of these, it's funny, a lot of the questions, a lot of the scenarios, they're the same. We're all from different backgrounds, male, female, gay, straight, fat, skinny, like it doesn't really matter what it American, is. American, Irish. American, Irish, you yeah. know, like whatever, it doesn't matter. We struggle with a lot of the same things no matter you know, where we're from or what we do or what we look like. And uh, I think that's one of the beautiful things of these recovery communities is that you throw all the other bullshit that we get bombarded with by media and everything throughout the day. It all goes out the window and we're just people trying to live better lives. So I really, I really love that part of being part of the uh, recovery community. Uh, This last email comes from Paul. And I want to say first, I definitely respect Paul's opinion and, um, you know, Seth and I both listened to this, read this email and both responded back to Paul very respectfully and honestly at the same time. I think we have already destroyed uh, Paul's uh, ask right now um, in the first, what are we in, 10, 12 minutes of this episode? Because I think I've already counted like 19 or 20 curse words. But, you know, it's not intentional and we're going to have a little conversation about it right now because I want to hear Seth's take. Seth wants to hear my take and then hopefully we can come to uh, some sort of understanding here. But Paul says, I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy the podcast. However, all of the profanity you guys use really turns me off. Thanks for listening. I think you could be way more effective if you didn't use all the colorful language. Paul. So number one, Paul, thank you. 
I really sat back and thought about this when you emailed. Um, and I think that there is some definite truth to, uh, to what you're saying and especially the fact about the effectiveness. One of the things my wife brought up to me was, well, you know, what if somebody wants to listen to your show and they have their kids in the car and they can't listen to it because there's curse words. So from that perspective, a hundred percent completely agree. And, um, it's a tough one because I don't, come on here and I think Seth will uh, agree with me here too. I don't come on here and intentionally think to myself, I'm going to say a, I'm going to say fuck right now. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say a curse word. It just, I don't know, man. It's just the way I talk sometimes. And although I have tried to tone it down a little bit, sometimes I'm very passionate and the colorful language tends to protrude through sometimes. And I, I, I don't know, man. What do you think, Seth? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely respect um, Paul's feedback, dude. And I, I definitely get where he's coming from. Um, but with that being said, you know, like like you were saying, Shane, it's not cursing is not is not an intention. Like I don't I I honestly um, curse without even knowing that I'm cursing. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it takes more in an eff- of an effort for me um, to to not curse, to be to be 100 percent honest with you. Um, I think a lot of it comes from the background, you know, from, from the people that I've been around. Um, it definitely doesn't come from my parents because I don't think my parents fucking curse a lot, but you know, and see, there I go. I just said, fuck, yeah. right. And I, I, I didn't, I it's totally, almost, it's like almost I, like a, like a it's food, second nature. Yeah. Well, you and I, how long, I mean, how we've known each other since the fifth grade. I mean, we were probably dropping F bombs back and forth when we were 12 you know what I mean? And, and not, not to say that's okay. So if there is anybody who's 12, you're probably not listening to the show. But if you are, you know, don't follow in our footsteps and curse around your mind. That's the other thing too. So let, let's, let's kind of iron this out here. This is a show. Okay. This is a platform that we use to talk openly and honestly and be free to talk about whatever the hell we want to an extent it, it, in, involving recovery. When I'm around my mom, when I'm around my kids and wife, even though sometimes I, I got to be honest, I do slip with the kids and, and, and my lady sometimes, and it's, they always call me out on it. I try my best to not, especially if I'm around, um, you know, uh, CR group, certain, there's certain times and places that are not, you know, I, I shouldn't speak like that. I feel like in this platform, I feel like I have an open platform to speak how I want to speak. Does that make it? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, I, too, I think it goes along with with the content of the show and with sure. what guests you have on. You know, most definitely um, talking with Brandon Demchak uh, a couple weeks ago. Man, I, I cussed a lot, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that sailor that or that coasty uh, mouth going on, huh? Yeah, and and it was it was just kind of uh, one veteran talking to another. You know, that's just kind of the dialogue, um, the 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 cursing and the f bombs. Um, you know, as opposed to maybe having someone more dignified on the show. Um, I think that, you know, maybe I would try and keep that, keep that clean. It's so funny, dude. Like I had this conversation with my boss the other day. Um, and it, you know, it was probably a good 20 minute conversation. I said at the very end, I was like, Hey, did you catch that? Like I didn't curse the last 20 minutes that I talked to. So talk to you. So it's like, it's like, I really, I really have to, I really have to control it. Um, my cursing, my F bombs, the shit, the hell, whatever I say, man, it's, it's definitely not intentional. 
Um, you know, and maybe it may speak to my, it may speak to my education level. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know I, and I'm like, like, you know, like I say, dude, like I'm just a regular dude. You know what I mean? That, um, whether I like to curse or not, um, I don't, I don't intend to do it as much as I do, but yeah. I do, you know what, what I mean? What? It's a way for me to show emotion. One thing I want to know, and I, I love that too, because I t usually I'm not cursing at someone out of anger or at anything like that. It's usually out of passion because I'm passionate about the topic I'm talking about. It's usually about something. But one thing I want to know, who the fuck made fuck a bad word? Like who said one day, like, this is a bad word. You shouldn't say that. That is a bad word. Who made the thing of bad words? Do you have any idea? Because I don't. And I think it's really dumb. Like, why are certain words bad? Why is shit bad? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I think I think I did look up the history of the word fuck and I can't even remember remember what it was, yeah. but it was it was like a um they used to spray paint um like shipping boxes on old like, you know, flagships <laughs> and shit and it was I think it was uh for unlawful. I can't remember what the CK meant. Um huh. Are you, are you, you, you got it on the Google right now? Well, what I I yeah, I, so I looked up the first thing that came up was profanity. Is socially offensive language, which may be also called swear words, curse words, cuss words, strong language, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm trying to find more, you know, something a little more descriptive as to why these things. So the term profane originates from classical Latin profanus, literally before, out, before the temple. It carried the meaning of either desecrating what is holy or with a secular purpose as early as the 1450s. Wow, that's interesting. Um, profanity represented secular indifference to religion or religious figures, while blasphemy was more of an offensive attack on religion and religious figures considered sinful and a direct violation of the Ten Commandments. Moreover, many Bible verses speak against swearing. So I'm definitely not being a good Christian by swearing. I'm just going to have to admit to that. And that's going to be between me and God, I guess, right? Um, yeah, for sure. And I just want to add, too, that there are many common phrases that employ the word as well as compounds and incorporate it, such as motherfucker, fuckwit, fucknut. So this is coming off of being... <laughs> fucknut. Yeah, that's it's actually... Comedy, dude. It's actually uh, I don't know. We're we're, we're well, no, this, no, we're not. We're not. This is this is interesting stuff. I've been waiting to talk about this for a long. This is so damn important. Okay, these curse words in, in English, swear words and curse words tend to have Germanic rather than Latin is etymology. I think shit has a Germanic root, as likely does fuck. The more technical alternatives are often Latin in origin, such as defecate or excrete or fornicate, or copulate, respectively. I have no idea what that means. I don't know who's, who said it, but apparently uh, apparently, it's bad. You're bad. Anyways, what the hell else is up, dude? Let's move on from curse words. Um, thank you for everybody's emails, iTunes reviews, all that stuff. What's up with you, man? How's the launch of the show going, man? We got two episodes out for you on Tuesdays. A lot of good feedback. How's everything going? Oh, it's good, dude. You know, definitely um, the first the first show, um, there was definitely a lot of anxiety out of that because it's, you know, it, it required me to step out of my comfort zone. You know what I mean? Like I've never fucking done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that it, it definitely comes across in the voice. 
You know what I mean? Um, and I and I and I hope that 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 kind of pays out over time. Um, but super fun. You know what I mean? Like I've always I've always had fun doing this. As like when I came on as just a guest. Um, now I get to be a host. Um, super super stoked on that. Um, it's definitely added, um, you know, a little bit of workload. Like I never always thought whenever you said, man, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And I was like, ah, whatever, dude, he's just a fucking pussy, you know what I mean? (laughs) But, but, you know, as, as, as it plays out, dude, there's definitely a lot of work, but it's, it's, it's good. It's good stuff, man. And it's, 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 it it gives, it's, I feel like I have a sense of purpose now for sure. You know what I mean? I don't just come home and, um, go out and pull the weeds. You know, I still do that cause that's kind of yeah. therapeutic, but it's like, man, I got a, I got, I got some prep. I got some pre-production shit that I need to get done. Um, you know, send, send a couple communications out. So it's definitely, it's super cool. Um, you know, but it, uh, again, it, it's, it, it required me to step out of my comfort zone and it's exactly what I needed at that time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think that's such a good point about not only stepping out of your comfort zone, uh, but finding something to to give you purpose that you enjoy doing. And it's one of the things that I really think for me has been one of the most important uh, components to, you know, to putting some time together and being able to stay sober is finding something that I was passionate about doing. Um, you know, I just wrote, uh, you know, for, for those who don't know, I made a, I think I did make a, a social media post about it, uh, about that. I went, I'm going back to school now and, um, I had to, man, that's been a whole nother thing in itself. I was totally not prepared for all the work that was going to come along with that, but I'm just doing the next right thing, putting one foot in front of the other. And, and like, when we're done with this podcast, I'm going to, I got a paper I have to write. And that's like totally new for me. I haven't done schoolwork in like 15 years and let alone, I didn't really fucking do schoolwork at, at the time anyways. Cause I bar- I mean, I barely got through school. Um, but point being is that I, I was, I was writing about how important it was, um, to find something. And there's so many people out there who are in recovery or unfortunately who are still battling their addictions, who have so many talents, have so many things that they're, that they're good at, or maybe they just have that one thing that they're really, really, really good at, and they're not able to access it because either one, they're caught in their addiction or number two, in early recovery, uh, sometimes you're going through a lot of other stuff and, and you don't know exactly what that is. But man, once I started to come out of that fog and find it, it was like this huge uh, motivation, passion, excitement, um, all those things that like I hadn't felt in a long, long time because I just numbed myself by getting high all the time. Know what I'm saying? Do you, are you feeling a little bit of of that though? Of that excitement and like, even though, like you said, it is a little bit of a heavy workload or something new. Like, there's some excitement behind it. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? You know what conversation's going to come next, or who you're going to talk to, or what thoughts are going to come through, or ideas or anything. You're creating stuff. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely that excitement. I mean, it's actually gotten to the point to where where I'm obsessing about it, right? And <laughs> and, and you know. Um, both of our wives have gotten involved too now, right? So mo- the majority yeah. of our conversations revolve around, um, you know, what's next? What else can we do for, um, first off and foremost, my sobriety? And then what can we do to fucking help other people out there? So there's definitely been um, 
the new excitement. We actually, we actually talked um, tonight over dinner and I was like, man, you know, at, at one point, um, there's that, that scare that it, that it may, that it may fade and, and, and it may die off a little bit. But that's one thing that I see from you, Shane, man, is that the passion you've been doing this shit for four or five years now, right? Four years. Um, let's see this. Uh, yeah, for it'll be five years in April. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's one thing that I've seen that it hasn't, that it hasn't died off. And I think as long as that passion stays there, um, you know, I'm going to continue to obsess about it, which is okay with me. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good obsession. It's a positive obsession. You know, a lot of people find that, uh, especially in, you know, trying to uh, stay sober in exercise, um, you know, whatever it is, podcasting, are you doing some sports, you know, after work or whatever that thing is, there's got to be something um, to fill that void of getting high. And, you know, for me, it was starting to podcast. It kept me busy and in a good way. And it's been, it's been crazy, bro. Like, like this whole thing is just kind of taking on a life of its own. And I can't tell you, I was thinking today when I was rolling down here to Fresno about how awesome it is like I was, I was actually in particular thinking about the live show coming up. I've been, you know, I've told you, I told you I wanted to do this a long time ago, the live shows and to finally like see it start to come through and a, a shout out to Jake out there too, uh, for, you know, for kind of, uh, planting the idea of going to the Phoenix theater to do this. Cause it's just, that's, it's the perfect place to launch this first show. Uh, but I was thinking about how excited I am and grateful I am that I get to share it with you, bro number one in doing the show. And then also, like you mentioned, we have Jess and Mel involved and to see this whole thing grow now, like I've been doing this crap for, you know, a few years now on my own and it's been awesome, but it's even now it's even that much more better that I get to share it with you guys, like as a team. And that part of it has, has taught me a lot about, um, you know, just, just not trying to do everything on my own. And, um, and, and being able to share and rely on other people, you know what I'm saying? Like to, uh, to, to do things with, it's really cool. Yeah. And it's dude, it's, it's just like recovery, right? It's one of those things that you can't, you know, where, where, where we want to go, you can't do that shit on your own, man. So exactly. it's super, it's super cool that, that, you know, that you're willing to, to, to give up a little bit of that control, dude, like that, that takes a lot. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's also important, dude, like, Something that something that we kind of talked about. We just went on our little, uh, and it's a it's an annual backpacking trip now. It um, is, you know, and it's crazy how all these things come to us, right? About um, if if we just do the next right thing, there's all kinds of opportunities that present themselves. So, uh, I wanted to kind of talk about you know some of the shit that I'm going through with. Um, I know that we had I had talked to you guys about starting a, a new uh, focus group, kind of a recovery group. Um, I sent some emails out there to some perspective um, spots where I was going to host this at. And I was like, I didn't hear anything back for a couple weeks, man. And I was really down. I was like, dude, this, what the fuck? Like this shit ain't meant to be, you know what I mean? I think I shared that with you, with you and the other dudes that went out on the trip with us, man. And it was so funny, dude, because I, I was talking to my mom she's got some contacts too. And when I got back, um, it wasn't when I got back from the trip, but it was probably two weeks after I sent these emails out. Um, I'd had a conversation with my mom and, and coincidentally, uh, the next day I had three emails, um, back in, back in my, 
in my uh, inbox and I was like, dude, you know, now I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm fighting with myself in this. I don't know if I want to do it because I wanted to kind of start it on my own and not live on my mom's shirt tails. Long story short, um, I got a call today from a yoga studio that, uh, that I emailed and I'm going to meet with two of them. So something came nice. to me in my sleep and they were like, Seth, this is your passion. This is something that you wanted to do. Um, you need to just go for it. Right. So I think, I think, you know, as long as, as long as I do the next right thing, um, yeah. you know, the, what, what's meant to be, will just work out. Like I don't have to push for anything. Yeah. So no. I just kind of, I wanted to share that with you too. And then also the listeners, man, like it's so crazy how shit works out. Yeah. When, when you, when you go with the flow and let go, I mean, that's the, that's the epitome to me of powerlessness is just letting go and letting um, God work. And, and when you have faith in that, when you have trust in that, when you understand that um, I'm not in control, when I understand I'm not in control, that's when things see, even if they go, and I'm not, even if they go wrong, even if they go like I don't want them to go, at least I can understand and say, well, man, like it's out of my control. Like I can't control that because when I'm trying to control that kind of stuff, whatever it may be, um, it's pretty difficult. And I, I don't, I, I tend to feel a lot different, a lot worse off um, than even if I'm going through something that's like a challenging situation where I'm, I'm not trying to control it. It just, it is what it is. I better deal with it. That's life, right? But um, in, in, in recovery, standing community, having folks I can rely on, such an important thing because I can bounce those ideas, you know, I can share those thoughts, that kind of stuff, which before, man, I, you know, when you're drinking and using drugs, you don't want to do that shit. It's kind of a weakness thing. <laughs> or unless I'm really, really hammered, I'll tell you my whole life story, but then I won't remember the next morning, you know? Yeah, that's so true about giving up the control too, man, because that's what I was beating myself up over was like, man, how come these fucking people aren't getting back to me? <laughs> I sent them an email yeah. yesterday. It's those bastards. Days, those bastards, right? So there was definitely a little bit of resentment there. And then just pushing, just pushing on it. Yeah. And, you know, it definitely caused a lot of, um, you know, self-inflicted stress. Um, I really like the term suffering. Like I was, I was definitely suffering over it. I was definitely down. Um, beating my stock. I took that shit hella personal and it, yeah. and it's got nothing to do with that. Right. It's, um, it's, it's when I, when I took tech, took a st step back and, and realized that, you know, like I don't, I don't really have any control over that. Um, I just got to kind of let it play out the way it's supposed to play out. And, you know, mad love to you. And I'm going to throw it out there uh, to Joey too. They're like, dude, just fucking go for it. Pursue yeah. it. You know what I mean? I came home and I thought about it and then bam, a fucking email in my phone. Hey Seth, just, uh, just following up, just seeing, trying to see where we're at. And it was at that moment yeah. that I was like, okay, this is my opportunity. Um, but yeah, I think, it's, I think it's super important, man, to, it was, it was definitely a reminder for me that I'm not fucking in control at all. Well, it's funny too, how we can make those stories up in our head, like over one little thing. And I think it goes right along with what you were saying about you took it real personal. Like I know for me and, and I, I'm still, you know, it's still a daily, daily practice, especially 
in my marriage, in, in the work that I do, all aspects of my life really, um, is, is how to not take things personal and know that I can only, like they say in the big book, keep, keep my side of the street clean. You know, that's what I need to do. I need to keep my side clean and I need to play my part. And the rest of it is out of my control. And, um, you know, making those stories up in my, in my head sometimes, man, those can really destroy you, you know, like mentally they're exhausting, they're stressful. Well, why didn't they call me back? Was it, did I say something wrong in the, in the email or they're just too busy or they don't think my, you know, my idea is important, whatever the hell it is. I mean, it could really like send you on this mission of, um, you know, that leads down a path of resentment and all that stuff. So it's good that, you know, you kind of brought that back full circle and didn't give up and just said, Hey, here's what I'm going to, I'm going to try it again. And it is what it is. Can I ask too, is, um, is, is one of these places in winters? One of them is in winters. Nice, yeah. One, dude. one here in Vacaville. So I'm, I'm meeting with two places, uh, this weekend, this weekend, uh, meeting a, a gal here in Vacaville. And then right when I'm done with that, we're rolling out to winters, um, to meet, to me with the girl in winters, dude, I'm so, I'm, I'm super pumped. And then, you know, like super grateful. Um, I, I, I found myself saying, you know, kind of feeling today, like after a big sigh of relief, like, you know, that whole thought of, um, these people not getting back to me after one day or whatever, like that yeah. was complete, like it was complete gratitude. Like, yeah, that's cool. These people are willing to offer up, you know, a space in their business um, for me to, for me to share this, uh, group with others, you know, it's, 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 it's so amazing, dude. Well, and what's cool too, is you got to filter out. Cause I know you did get, you did get one response back. And the first question was what's in it for me, baby. It's like, those are the type of people, you know, unfortunately, and maybe they didn't understand. So I guess I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I didn't see the email or the, the thing, but I know that, um, you know, there are, unfortunately, and I, and I was one of them for a very long time. Like, what is in it for me? Like, I'm not going to do shit for you unless I'm getting something out of it. And, um, you know, thank God I don't have that mentality anymore. Uh, you know, and, and, and I understand kind of the, the circle of, of, uh, of the mentality of serving and trying to give before taking. Uh, but you filtered that part out right away, which was cool. So now you got a couple other options and, um, if you don't like, so what, what is the meeting entail for those out there listening? They might be wondering like what, you know, what kind of meeting are, are you about to start? So, so, um, big plans for a refuge recovery meeting. Um, so yeah, totally looking forward to that. Um, big shout out, you know, obviously to Noah, cause we, we had the opportunity to go and meet Noah. And, and from that day on, it was like, dude, this is, this is my path right here. Um, so yeah, looking to bring some refuge recovery meetings to, uh, Solano County for, uh, as far as I know, um, it'll be, it'll be the first one once it gets established. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any other in Solano County. I know there's some in Sacramento. You get out towards the Bay area. Obviously San Francisco has a huge following. I think there's also some in Walnut in the Walnut Creek Concord area. Um, but to my knowledge, nothing in Solano County, which will be really, really cool. Super pumped. Uh, to check that out. I'm just looking in the background now. We got the River Cats playing the Grizzlies right now in uh, in Fresno. My hotel looks, I can see the stadium right there. And, uh, can you see I, the scoreboard? I can't see the scoreboard. I, I see a bunch of 
police cars. So it looks like something's going down in downtown Fresno. But what else is new, right? Um, yeah, I can only see lights and stuff. Though I wanted to go. I went. I went out to a game last time. They played. Uh, I think they played Albuquerque when I went a few weeks back. Dude, minor league baseball is great, dude. Especially if you get in a Rivercats got a good stadium. Grizzlies got a good stadium. It's good stuff. What else is up, dude? Anything else we should uh, shoot the shit about? What time is it? How are we looking on time? Uh, I got I got nine fifty four. I just picked my nose again. <laughs> you are picking your nose again. <laughs> dude, I don't you know are why. Picky ass nose. Um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm pumped about the new uh, you know all the new options and things that we're doing. Um, the school shit, bro, is. It's a lot, dude. It really is a lot. But at this, it's funny, man, because it's a lot, but I'm so hungry for it like that um, it's not a lot in a bad way. Like I'm sitting here, like I, I, I was reading for about an, an hour and a half before we started this tonight. And dude, there's just so much shit like to learn and, and to like the hit, you know, from history to, um, you know, uh, drug laws, DEA, like all that stuff, man. And um, it's really, really interesting, but trying to juggle all this shit sometimes, I feel like a, like a fucking clown in the circus, like running back and forth, trying to, you know, do eight, eight million different things. And I think that if I didn't have the, um, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, training or experience or community, you know, and learning how to deal and cope with some of the stress and, and pressure and all that stuff. Like that's, you know, a time like this is when I would want to get fucked up is when I would want to release some of that stress, some of that anxiety. And, you know, I don't have to do that today. And it's pretty, pretty damn cool. Hey, we also have the, the Azure barbecue coming up. That's another thing that's going to be fun. Dude. I think that's the 26th of August, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super look, looking forward to going back to, uh, to Azure Acres, um, that's pretty much where it all started for me. Um, and, you know, more more community, like meeting some more people, dude, that's super pumped for you, for you, super pumped for that. And I'm, I'm super pumped for you too. But hey, getting back to keeping your plate full too, man, I think that, you know, when you're doing things that, um, you know, at least maybe 25% of the shit you're doing is, is stuff that you want to do and it's it you you it's stuff that you don't have to do it's stuff that you want to do i think it's super important too man that in in recovery or even in life dude that we keep ourselves busy um I, for me it helps me keep myself out of my own head yeah. for sure because i know that when i get in my own head um there's a lot of uh ill feelings that come in you know what i mean i i, I start to question um you know a lot of the things I, I start to question life for sure. So I think it's super important and um, important for us to say, man, that, you know, the, the busyness of life and even adding, adding more stuff onto it, dude, like I think that that's important for, for us to stay, to stay out, to stay out of our own head. Yeah. And, when, and I remember, I remember hearing too, I remember if it was in, in a meeting or at Azure or wherever it was is like, cause I, I totally agree with you. Like I have to stay busy. I have to stay doing things. I need to stay um, occupied with positive things in my life. And at the same time, I think there's a way that people can use that as a bad thing too, by staying so busy that, you know, they're not addressing 
whatever it is that the issues are going on. So I think that's an, that's kind of a one thing that to look out for, I guess. And I, I try to stay conscious of that myself. Like, am I doing this shit because I really want to do it and I can do it? Or am I doing it just to stay busy because I don't want to deal with other stuff in my life? And so, you know, that's, that's something that, um, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to address and hard to kind of be honest with yourself about that. But I think that's a good question to ask. Well, yeah. And it's important too, to question your intentions, right? Yeah. Like, like what are, what are your intentions? If you if your intentions are good, I think it's, I think it's a good thing to, to stay busy. Now, if, if your intentions are bad, you know what I mean? To, to kind of disconnect from life, disconnect from the shit that's going on in life. Um, then maybe it, it, it's, it, it's gotta be something to be looked at for sure. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, dude. Um, well, let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up here pretty quick. I know you have, uh, you have a show coming out Tuesday with Mel, right? Yeah. Super pumped for that dude. So that, um, that show, you know, obviously it's for, for the listeners that are in recovery too, but the main purpose of that, of that show was for, um, you know, the listeners out there that have loved ones, um, that, you know, maybe questioning our, your newfound recovery, um, because that, that was definitely a struggle for me and Mel. Um, once I got out of treatment and, and we kind of took, take the listeners through what that was like, it was super fun. Hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, check that shit out for sure. Um, and you know, for, for you that are in recovery, for the listeners that are in recovery, let your listen, let your, let your, uh, loved ones, parents, um, listen to that. You know, it's, it's some, there's some good stuff in there for sure. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm glad you guys did that. I'm really looking forward to listening to it. I haven't, you know, I haven't got the chance to listen to it yet. Um, and it'll be out on Tuesday, just a couple of days uh, from when this episode goes live. So super stoked to uh, to have Mel on and hear your guys' uh, you know, early journey and, and what that was like. I think it's important. A lot of the time, the spouses, the loved ones of people who are struggling with addiction really get overlooked and, and nobody... Uh, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but it's 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 less um, looked at, less talked about. So I think it's really cool that you guys did that. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap this thing up, Seth? No, the only thing I want to say, man, is if you're struggling out there, man, don't be don't be afraid to reach out, dude. You could hit me up at Seth at that sober um, You know, I'm here. If if anything, you know what I mean. I'm 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 a voice. I'm here to uh, listen to what you have to say you want to reach out and say, what's up, fuck you, whatever it may be. Um, please don't hesitate to do that. I'm definitely, uh, I will admit definitely not a recovery specialist or, or a professional by any means. Um, you know, just a regular dude that struggles with this shit on a daily basis after stringing together, you know, a, a good amount of years, somehow, some way I was able to do that. Um, but yeah, so if, if you're struggling out there, you know, whether you're in day one or day 1000, man, don't don't hesitate to hit me up. Don't hesitate, hesitate to hit Shane up. I think Mel throws her email address out there, too, if if your loved ones have any questions. So please, man, keep the emails coming. Keep the uh, iTunes review coming. We definitely love hearing those. Um, if anything, you know, it gives us a little bit more content some shit that we could share with the with the other listeners out there so and then you know last and definitely not least man i just want to say 
much love for your continued support for the listeners continued support of the show um it's allowed me to well it's actually allowed shane to feel the need to have another host on the show so that's super dope <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome dude i mean it it's funny the show comes quick now i'm like oh shit that's right we got a show on tuesday now and then before you know it friday's here i used to have to it felt like i had to wait a long time and i could have put out more content i guess but i was just on that schedule so i thought okay when's friday coming i can't wait to put out a new new show you know and now it's like boom we got two going on so it's pretty awesome uh seth thank you man thanks for coming on tonight shooting the shit it's great to catch up um, and uh, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can get past episodes, resources there. Also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, at RealThatSoberGuy on Instagram, at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Uh, thanks to Foundations Recovery Network for sponsoring the show. And also, I didn't mention earlier, thanks to Duffy's um, uh, Treatment Center in Napa Valley for sponsoring the live event coming up on September 7th. Uh, if you're interested and you're in the Northern, Cali area, Northern California area and you want to check that show out, uh, you can go to the website, click on live events, and you can get tickets there at September 7th in Petaluma, California at the Phoenix Theater. Um, much love to you guys. Thank you for supporting us. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.